Two weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, we recognized that God is as close to us as the air that we breathe. It's easy to acknowledge God's presence when life is going well. But this Pentecost belief that God is all around us all the time means that God is also with us when life is hard. Darkness is one of God's dwelling places. Some of our most significant transformations occur in the dark. The idea that God can be found in the darkness is rooted in our tradition. In the book of Genesis, God visits with Abraham in the dark. Abraham's son Jacob encounters God twice in the dark. One of these times, Jacob wrestles for his life. The exodus from Egypt occurs at night. The entire book of Job involves darkness. Peter, James, and John encounter God in the darkness of a cloud. Saul is struck blind before his conversion. In this morning's gospel, Jesus encounters a man tormented by demons who lives in the darkness of tombs. This man's story might not be as well known as some of these others, but I am sure that to him, his darkness felt just as dark. The stories of our faith tradition are the stories of life. And so in big ways and in little ways, darkness shows up in these stories, just as in big ways and in little ways, darkness shows up in our lives. In an effort to make sense of the darkness that he was experiencing, a 16th century monk known as St. John of the Cross wrote a poem entitled, The Dark Night of the Soul. This concept continues to help us put words to the feeling of being distant from God. However, experiencing a dark night does not mean that you have to suffer in a certain way to find God, but rather that transformation is occurring inside of you in ways that you are not in control of or maybe even comfortable with. The psychologist Gerald May writes, the darkness of the night implies nothing sinister, only that the liberation takes place in hidden ways beneath our knowledge and understanding. It happens mysteriously in secret and beyond our conscious control. For that reason, it can be disturbing or even scary, but in the end, it always works to our benefit. Darkness and doubt touch all of our lives. We try to avoid these experiences because when the lights go out, we lose our bearings. One of our spiritual challenges is to embrace the idea that darkness can be a powerful teacher, presenting us with opportunities to let go of intellectualized, one-dimensional understandings of God and ourselves so that we can catch a glimpse of who God truly is and who we really are. 
The Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor says it so beautifully. I have learned things in the dark that I could have never learned in the light. Things that have saved my life over and over again. So that there's really only one logical conclusion. I need darkness. Just as much as I need light. This morning I want to lift up two types of darkness that I have experienced that I am willing to bet have touched your life as well. I also want to share with you two prayers that have helped me meet these moments. And as our friends in 12-step circles say, you are welcome to take what you like and leave the rest. The first is a darkness that involves you coming face to pavement with the fact that you are not in control. You receive a diagnosis. A loved one loses their job. Someone betrays your trust. Not knowing how things will work out, standing in uncertainty is absolutely brutal. It feels unbearable and disorienting. In acknowledgement that we will each experience our own version of this darkness of uncertainty, I want to share with you the welcoming prayer. It's authored by the Catholic priest Thomas Keating. I'm not pretending this prayer will magically fix things for you, but I do hope that it can be a tool that you keep in your toolbox. It reads like this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, people, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or even myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen. The other type of darkness I want to highlight is the result of our egos. If the darkness of uncertainty is caused by something outside of us, we invite this ego-initiated darkness upon ourselves through our selfishness and bad decisions. We're untruthful. We cheat. We steal. We use. We hurt other people, sometimes the people that we care the most about. This type of darkness is characterized by us making a bad decision and then needing to pay up. And working our way out of this darkness will require honesty, apology, surrender. It'll feel like we are dying and being set free at the same time. Some members of AA call themselves grateful alcoholics because their addiction finally brought them to their knees and a true surrender to God. Similarly, with this type of dark night of the soul, it enables us to give up control of our lives 
so that we can surrender to transformational change. I find that the serenity prayer is a faithful hand to hold as we walk through this darkness of our own making. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. My message this morning is that just as darkness comes in many forms in our scripture, darkness comes in many forms in each of our lives. This feels counterintuitive and we want to resist it, but darkness is a powerful teacher. We learn things in the dark that we could never learn in the light. No matter what type of darkness you find yourself experiencing, I hope that you will remember that any darkness can become the darkness of God whenever we choose to search for God. In the name of God, amen.